This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Material is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to an exciting episode of Material is Your Business, recording here at NRF Retail's big show in the Jacob Javits Center. And man, it is a big show. I'm one of your hosts, Stephanie Benedetto, and I'm joined by my co-host, Samantha Cortez. Hola. And we're really excited today because we have walked the show and we ended up in this innovation lab. Totally the coolest, most futuristic, avant-garde, edgy things going on in supply chain, in retail, in fashion and textiles. And we stumbled upon Kymetric. And we are joined today by Alejandro Muta of Kymetric. Hi, Alejandro. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. So usually when we start the show, before we get into the amazing things you're doing, we'd like to share, you know, what you love about materials and what brought you here to NRF. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what you love about materials? Yes, absolutely. Um, what I love about materials is how we can measure how customers react to, to materials when they touch it by the first time through our technology. Wow, that was good. <laughs> This is Material Is Your Business, a podcast covering the science, technology, and business of materials and manufacturing. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Powered by Sennheiser. Your hosts for this episode are Stephanie Benedetto and Samantha Cortez. Actually taking a tangible, physical experience and touching something and then applying tech and measuring a reaction? How does that work? So basically what we have is a set of uh, 3D cameras that enable us to track key features in the body and the face of the customer. We can understand if they're happy, sad, surprised, and angry um, in real time. And we can see uh, through the way that we track the skeletal data from the customer if they're actually touching a product or if they are looking towards a product or maybe picking up a product. Interesting. Very, very interesting. And I know when Samantha and I were walking by your booth, we literally saw a video screen, and it had us in, in real time, but there were maps and measurements and lines and cuts on it. And then on the left-hand side, there was a display telling me I'm 55% happy, and I like what I'm doing. And there were all of this kind of data analytics. Um, how do you take that information and then deliver that? What is the value to the customer? What are they doing with it? Uh, so customers, what they get is um, the aggregated data of uh, a day or a week or a month. Um, they can start to understand what's working and not working in the store, how customers are reacting to a specific layout of the store, a specific new product that they're uh, launching. Um, and that enables them to know uh, before the actual sale of the product if the display or if the new product is actually working or not. That would work really well for pillow companies. People making the face when they press, press on the pillow. You're right. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking about how many times I go into a store and, I, and I'm touching and feeling something. You're right. You have these reactions you don't even know you're having. And then to actually have, you know, some data around that captured. So I, as an individual, I go in, I have this experience with this product and it's recording my data. Um, 
but is it recording me? And what about, you know, I know obviously there's some privacy concerns this brings up. Yeah, so we're not recording any personal information. We are only recording the profile of the customer. So if they're a male, young adult, um, and the transactions or events that they made in that transaction. So if they actually uh, walk by the, the display, um, how much time it actually took them to uh, look towards that display, um, if they actually got near or not, which products they actually picked up, how much time they spent looking at that product, how they reacted to that product, and if they actually leave with the product or return it to uh, the display itself. So when you're talking about display, how, how in-depth can you get? I mean, can you cover a whole um, big square footage on the, on the store? Yeah, you can, you can go as big as you want or as small as you want. Um, each camera will cover around 60 square feet, more or less. Um, and then um, we, can, we can do much larger implementations with more cameras and more uh, sensors into them. So the cameras have some type of sensor that reads? Yeah, so the camera has um, a 3D sensor. So we have a 3D map of what the camera is looking at. Uh, so we know the distance of each point in that uh, 3D cloud. And that enables us to track not only the face of the customer, uh, but also um, the key points in that uh, skeletal data. So your, your neck, um, your elbows, um, your feet, and so on. Um, so we can actually know when you are engaging with a product or picking up a product um, and not only looking towards that product. Do you guys, uh, just thinking about the word customer experience in this industry at large, do you think about... About it. Do you tailor, based on the specific product line, what aspects of a customer experience you're recording and what parts of the body and what can you customize it? Or is there kind of a set criteria of what embodies the customer experience around a good and a product? So, so the customer experience will vary depending what you want to track about the customer experience will vary depending on the type of customer uh, that you have and the type of product that they're selling. It's not the same thing to track um, a chewing gum purchase than a um, um, an expensive code purchase. Um, the steps that they're going to go through to actually decide to buy that product is going to be completely different. One is going to be much more impulsive. The other one's going to probably be much more, uh, it's going to take longer. They're going to probably touch the product. They engage with the product in a much more, um, in a different way than, than buying a chewing gum. Um, we can also recollect that information in real time and we can adapt uh, the store to uh, that information that we were recollecting. So we can change uh, digital signage, we can change uh, lightning conditions, we can change smells, depending on the interactions that the customer had uh, through, that, through, that, through that experience. Wait a minute, you just said you can change smells? Yeah. What does that mean? So basically you can trigger a specific fragrance when a customer picks up a specific product. That takes this to a whole other <laughs> level. I mean, and I guess nowadays where you know, arguably so much is happening in the digital space. How do you make value out of your in-store brick-and-mortar experience and shopping? And what are you recording that otherwise would be lost and not captured in an in-store space, but is getting captured in the digital e-commerce mm -hmm. space? So what are you seeing kind of as the industry at large and where you guys are going? Do stores then become just these experiences with customer experiences recording and then everything is just kind of bought and mapped digitally and they buy in e-commerce or what would be the visions? So I think retail stores are not going to disappear. They're going to be there probably forever. I think they're 
obviously going to turn to a much more experience-like um, event. Um, and the things that you can buy online easier are the ones that you're going to buy online, but things that require, you know, touching and interacting and, and trying out are the ones that you're going to buy in the store. Um, the better the experience that you have in the store, the more likely you are to buy it in that store. Um, and I think the way to improve that is to actually measure what's going on in the store the same way that you do in an e-commerce, uh, but in a physical store and seeing how you react to that product and how we can adapt that store to that uh, product that you just picked up and, and how we can um, create a unique experience as we do for e-commerce but for the physical world. That's uh, outstanding. It's actually the second time I've heard about the customer experience. And I know we've been, I've been hearing about it in the past, but like two people that I talk to at the same time, you know, it's <laughs> like minutes later they talk about the customer experience. That's very important. But I'm curious, how, how long did it take you guys to collect all that data to, to understand on the movements or the reactions of people to that they're sad, happy or that they're sad or... Uh, so it took us probably around 12 months to develop everything. We were lucky enough to be selected by Microsoft Ventures as one of their first startups for a Microsoft Accelerator. So we were in Redmond when we started developing the solution mm -hmm. in, in Microsoft headquarters, and we developed the core solution in around four months. And then um, after that, we keep on uh, improving with the capabilities. So where... In everything that's going on right now in the industry and with customer experience and with what you guys are building, but, but the bigger picture, where is this going and, and what beyond can you and should we be thinking about and doing in order to make this frictionless customer experience customized and personal? Are there certain areas maybe you're not mapping yet that you think we should be or certain verticals that aren't paying attention to this that it could be applied? Where What are you thinking? So I think... Consumer good companies are the ones that are paying more attention, and retailers are a little bit behind without, mm -hmm. with respect to that. I think retailers are going to start looking more into analytics into their stores in the couple of months or years. Um, and I think there's definitely a lot we are not measuring about customer behavior in the physical store. Many store has traffic, but once you pass traffic, you basically have anything, anything until you actually get to the purchase of the product. So there's a really big gap between people going into a store and actually buying the product that they don't really know anything about. And if they know, it's just through the human measurements that are very costly and expensive to do. So I think for, re for physical retail to actually improve in their um, experience, they need to have more information to actually understand what they're doing wrong and what they're doing right and how they can change to get customers more engaged. What a better place to be at then if you're looking to target retail and opportunities there than NRF and retail's big show. While you're here, what does it mean to your business to be here? And what kind of partners would you be looking for that really could understand and move forward in this customer experience? So we are really happy to be here. And if this is a huge show. It's the first time we are here. We were lucky enough to be in shop.org last year. Um, and we were invited by NRF to be part of the Innovation Lab this year in, in Manhattan. Um, we're definitely looking to any retailer that is willing to try our technology out. Um, we can show them how the technology works. We have several units all around the world installed and running, so we know it works. Uh, we just need a, um, a retailer that is willing to try it out in their stores and implement it to, to start recollecting customer information. 
So I'm imagining now, and I, obviously I saw your booth and saw the power of what it can do, but beyond even just that information then, I guess, getting fed back to the retailers and the brands and the stores, if in real time you could get that information, and I don't know if you already are, into the hands of the employees who work in the store, and in real time they can kind of react and understand to what they're people in their store experiencing and how they can better serve them and maybe where someone has some questions because they have a look of questioning on the face. Is that something you're thinking about or no? So, yes, definitely. That's something we, we tried out. Um, we can definitely integrate our solution in real time to the application that the um, uh, employees are using in the store to give them um, all the events that one customer had before they actually um, get engaged with this um, salesperson. Um, Obviously, that needs a little bit more work in terms of integrating with other systems of the retailer. And it's something that it's not as easy to do as simply implementing an analysis unit, but it's something that we can definitely do and we can start uh, implementing whenever the retailer wants. Yeah, and I'm imagining, too, where you could put this, right? I mean, I know, Samantha, and I, we were talking about this, like, not just at a, at a kiosk or at the point of grabbing the product, but at the, you know, the storefront where you're in the windows and who's coming in and their reaction to what's in the windows. And then once they're in, right, the mannequins that are observing at different touch points. My, my, my curiosity is what's going to happen like later on? Are they going to walk into a store and everybody, they're going to know who's the person that's walking in and they don't recognize you and are you, oh, you guys doing anything in this bag last yes, week and like, do you need this now? And like, yeah. So a little bit like minority report where the guy went yes. into the gap and he said, hello, I don't remember his name now, but yes, he's greeted by right. name. The, it's, yeah, so we're actually living now in the Minority Report time. <laughs> That's crazy. No way. You know, something that seems so futuristic is actually possible when powered by technology and future thinkers such as yeah. yourself. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get to that point. I think customers are not ready to to be that engaged with, with a store. I think it would be, for me at least, it would be very shocking to enter a store and, and be greeted by somebody automatically. Um I think customers are still very uh, conscious about privacy, um, so we cannot yeah. step over that, that line until they agree on that. Mm-hmm. And until all, most of the customers agree into that, I think it's going to be a bad thing to, to implement in a, massively in all of your stores. But you will be ready. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but until then... I think that, I mean, the technology is definitely ready. It's more of a problem of how your customers are going to react to that than... than if it's technically possible to do it or not. I will never walk into a retail store that has <laughs> that recognizes my name every time I walk in. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm the exact opposite. I'd be like, yes, and you know everything about me and what I want. Show me because I do not like shopping. I want it to be as easy and frictionless as possible. I am not someone who wants to go through the racks. But if they come up and it's like your personal sales, well, but, person, they already know your behaviors and your experience so in the store. Yeah. That's something you have on, on every e-commerce today, right? Like every time you enter a web page, they know everything about you. That store has been specifically designed for you. Uh, and that's something we cannot translate as easily into a physical store. And I think that's because customers are not so aware that we are tracking so much about them in the web pages in, in your e-commerce. Sure. So kind of getting into the weeds a little bit, but I'm curious. When I came up to the kiosk and it said I was, you know, whatever, 65% happy, um, Fifty-five. I went up to it went up to sixty-five because I got really excited when I was seeing. So, you 
what happens if someone comes in and they're just they're having a really rotten day for personal reasons, but they do see something they like, but they just don't react maybe with the same enthusiasm that people that are a little more dramatic, such as myself, <laughs> might be? I mean, is that accounted for? No, yeah, How, absolutely. The, the thing you the have challenges? to remember is that we are tracking 100% of the customers that are going to a store. So even if you have three, four, five, 10% of customers that are not uh, reacting as, as they would expect because, before, because of other reasons, you would still be able to recognize a trend in that reaction. Um, so uh, there's not always a correlation between your state of mind and the event that you had, but in the big picture, you will see that correlation uh, as you aggregate more customers. Interesting. Okay, so you're right. I mean, I guess there's a value not just on the personal level, but in mm-hmm. aggregate and understanding what these yeah, things maybe mean. And it corrects for yeah. it or it, it, it understands mm-hmm. it. Wow. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to dive more into the, some of the complexities and the challenges of being in the customer experience field right after this. The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MOUTHMEDIASEN, that's MOUTHMEDIA, S-E-N-N, at checkout. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. And hear all of our episodes on materialisyourbusiness.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Well, Alejandro, so we were just going into here at NRF all of the powers of what your solution can do with customer experience in the retail space and across industries and around the world. And you were talking about kind of aggregating all this information and and translating that into obviously valuable information for the brands to understand about their customers. What are some of the challenges and the difficulties that you're kind of seeing right now or what have been the hardest parts in, in understanding customer experience and in map and measuring it and tracing it? So I think the biggest challenge is how retailers are using this information. Many of them don't actually know what to do with this information. Um, so we have to work with them to, to implement how to implement the, the key things that we discover and what changes they need to do in the store. And sometimes it's hard for them to actually make those changes. Um, so I think when they do changes in the, in the e-commerce, that's much faster and easier. When they have to do a change in a planogram or a store, that's not so easy for some of them. Um, so I think that agility to actually adapt to the store, uh, to the changes and the discoveries is what, yeah, it's a problem for retailers. Right. Yeah. So with all working in the incubator and developing your software and getting into the deep, what were your biggest challenges? And I mean, um, everything was a challenge because when we started, <laughs> as a startup, you know, everything yeah. was a challenge. No, I, I, no and the, we started in 2012, so things that today are very basic, uh, back then they were very, very complex. Uh, even processing this amount of 
um, the, the processing power that you need to process the images in real time was barely um, available at that time in, in a normal PC, so you, you would need much more expensive hardware. Um, today, things are much easier, and we have the availability of much more powerful hardware, better sensors. Uh, the, the cost of a lot of things has reduced significantly over the past um, six years, so um, definitely today is easier than six years ago. Yes. Yeah, but but to your point, it's interesting, right? I mean, there are costs. Uh, you collect all this information, and what you guys, the service you're providing, is very valuable. But then there are costs associated with how you implement the solution mm-hmm. and what you do with that information, and that obviously also needs to be a part of a, of a business's budget and the brand and the way they're thinking about improving and making that frictionless customer experience that we all want and need, right? Um, and I guess the way right now you guys are providing the software solution, but do you also get into then the business solutions for them afterwards or not yet? Yeah, so, so we, what we do is we, we give them access to the raw data, but we also give them a, mo- a monthly or weekly uh, report that has that raw data um, change into actionable items. So things that we know that are a problem, we don't tell them what to do with that, but we know... You know, these are the key points that you need that we discover this week or this month. These are the things you need, you should work on uh, for the following month. Um, so we do help retailers in understanding um, what to do with that information. Yeah, that's interesting, and I like the idea of translating into something kind of tangible that they can act on. Because for some of this information, I'm imagining maybe you don't know what to do with it it's like okay this is a problem but i don't know how to fix it or what to do or maybe you well but but that's the magic of of being able to measure because if you you can a b test different solutions until you figure out what's actually working you don't need you know a crystal ball to do it you just need to um, be methodical in how you test different uh, hypotheses until you get a solution that actually you can implement and can work, and you can measure that it's actually working. Well, that's spoken like a scientist. Do you have a background <laughs> in this, and how did you get into this then? Uh, so um, I'm not a scientist. I'm an industrial engineer. Okay. Um, but a man of math and uh, Yeah, you know, definitely. The definitely a man of math. And think yes. about <laughs> um, and we started this around six years ago. We are actually a spin-off of another company. That company made um, e-commerce and point-of-sale systems, and we, we noticed that uh, most of, you know, in e-commerce, you know everything about the customer and the steps they did before actually purchasing. When you go to, to a physical store, you basically know very, very little. So we saw that gap and we thought, you know, um, 3D cameras are a really w- good way to, to fill the, in this gap, and that's how we started. So what drives you? Why are you passionate about, you know, this hot work customer experience? What, what is it about it that made it? exciting for you as a business? I think this is the future of retail. I mean, um, the, the retailers that are not good with customer experience, no matter how good their product is, they're, they're not going to survive. Um, I think that there's a huge opportunity and something that we are that the industry is still not being able to understand and to adapt to. And I think uh, being able to see that and, and, and seeing the opportunity is what drives us forward to, to keep on innovating. And especially in retail, to be able to map, measure, and trace things and understand, you're right, it, 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 it's a valuable piece that not everybody's paying attention to. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It was really a pleasure having you, Alejandro. No, it's my pleasure. Any uh, kind of uh, final thoughts, any message you want to leave our listeners with about you, about the industry at large, your experience being a startup? 
Uh, no, if you want to get in contact with me, my email is am at chimetric.com, and we are happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and for Samantha Cortez. Adios. I'm Stephanie Benedetto. Go change the world, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Back soon on Material Is Your Business. This has been Material Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at materialisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, materialisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.